What's up? And welcome back to the Something's Brewing podcast. As always, brought to you in partnership with the Black and Gold Productions LLC. You can follow them on Twitter at BNG Productions. Of course, as always, I'm here, Mike Sullivan. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore Mike Sullivan. And as always, Nick as well is here. You can follow him on Twitter at Nick Melanson underscore. Uh, we have so much to talk about today. The gauntlet of the season has started mm. and it started off on the right foot. The first 10 minutes of the game did not start off on the right foot at all. I will say that it did not start off on the right foot at all, but uh, they ended up getting their shit together and started playing Bruin hockey like we've been seeing all season. But we'll get into that in a little bit. We'll get into that in a little bit. In the meantime, Nick, how was your past week? What have you been up to? And uh you have any fun plans for Thanksgiving? Oh, my last week was same old, same old. Did nothing. Uh oh, my birthday was on Friday. I went out, yeah. got some got some dinner with the fam, turned the big two four Kobe year. Um, even though you said I was 23 yeah, and you tweeted on Twitter, some co-host you are, I had <laughs> one of my friends, actually Ethan sent it to me and he was like, uh, aren't you 24? And I was like, yeah, he's, that's silly. Just an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> it's very on brand to be honest yeah. with you. Um, this weekend, um, I didn't do much. I always, I know I say this every episode, but I always struggle to remember what I did over the weekend. Um. And this weekend, I really don't think I did anything at all. Yeah. I I watched the Patriots on Sunday, um, got ready for this short week, um, and I told you before we started recording, I have a new member of my family. Hell yeah! Congratulations! I just got back. Thank everybody you. I just clap. everybody clap for Mel. I just got back from Petco and got myself a fish. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wait, I thought you were, I thought you were gonna say like your brother had a kid or like no, cousin no, had no, a kid no. or something. Nope, I got oh. I got a fish. <laughs> wow, you 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 had me duped. Fully. I know. I figured I figured you were gonna for fully. for people who don't know, my brother has uh has two kids and I and <laughs> I kind of baited Sully before we started recording to say, man, listen, I got a new member of my family, and he was like, no way, and I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll wait, I'll wait for the recording. <laughs> but no, it is. I I literally wow. like. 40 minutes ago, I just got back from Petco. I got a fish. I was poking around. He was 50% off because he's been there for a while. I felt kind of bad. So I scooped him up, brought him home. I had a tank from college that uh, I had a fish for about two weeks at school and he died. <laughs> so I don't mean to laugh. It was actually, it was horrible. Uh, it was traumatic. But I, uh, so I have it, I have an extra tank just laying around and I decided to, to put something in it. And now I got a little fish swimming around. What's the um, fish's name? I don't know. I was trying to decide. He's, are you a Marvel fan by any chance? No. Okay. Cause he's, <laughs> He's a it's it's a, it's a betta fish and he's all white. He is like white with like a little bit of pink uh in his in his fins. And at first I was like something moon related. So I was like Luna. Like that's a moonish name, but it's kind of a girl name, Luna. Yeah. And he's a male. He's a boy fish. So then I was going to say I don't know if you've ever seen Moon Knight, but I was going to name Conchu, which is the the uh, the moon god from the show Moon Knight, the Marvel show, but I don't know. I think that's kind of a tongue twister, and I know that nobody else will be able to pronounce that in my family. I think you should name it Homelander. Why? I don't know. It just seems cool. I do love the boys, though. Yes! Exactly. You, you watch the boys? I used to. I, I stopped oh on season God. two, but... it's I could name them The Deep. That's yeah. such a good show. The Deep. The Deep. The Deep. Um, or Kevin, the name of the octopus. I don't know if you saw season three, but that was the name of the octopus in season three that 
that the deep had to eat. I feel like um, Kevin is a good name for a fish. Just like yeah, James. Yeah, Timothy. Doug. Dougie. <laughs> Doug. Doug Glatt. Um, th- Thanksgiving, though, I'm having a very quiet Thanksgiving. We usually have a quiet Thanksgiving. Um, my brother used to come over with uh, his wife and, and the kids, but they've since moved away. So now it's just my one of my grandmas and my aunt are coming over. And we're just hanging out, watching football. Pats play Thursday night football. Pats Vikings, big game. Um, but yeah, that's my Thanksgiving. What's going on? First of all, how was your grandmother's birthday? And second of all, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? Grandmother's birthday was fun. Had a uh, had a nice little dinner with the family and uh, played some board games at the end of the night. So Ooh, what games? What games? Uh, do you know Balderdash? I do know Balderdash. Yeah, we played Balderdash. It's a very old person's game, is it not? Well, yeah. It wasn't your grandma. <laughs> it wasn't my grandma. Yeah. <laughs> Surprised we didn't do a puzzle. Um, <laughs> but um, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving for our family is always a treat. Um for those who don't personally know me, um, I have about 18, 19 cousins that live in the city that I live in. So we all get together. Uh, we all eat a ton of food, drink a ton of beers. Um, and then honestly, we, we all stay there until like two, three in the morning and our, our friends come, other family comes and it just turns into a whole big thing. So that's always a great time. I can't wait for that. And actually this year we're playing family feud at thanksgiving like we have this whole setup me and my cousin abby got these cardboard boxes painted them blue and gold the family feud colors and i was chosen to be steve harvey so i have to no. shave off yeah i have to <laughs> shave off the beard i have to no. keep the mustache you're touching the beard i have to i, love I have thing. to do it i, I was know, gonna comment to your beard i noticed when we were at buffalo Wings last night i was like damn that's a good looking beard you got on you dude it almost looks it, fake it kind of does look fake and it's all right though. Hey, it'll grow back. It'll grow back. That's but true. I'm going to, I'm going to get the whole suit on. I'm going to have, it's going to be a great time. It's going to be so amazing. Much fun. Are you going to get a bald cap? Yeah, I will. I was looking for one, but I can't find one. <laughs> you could probably get it on Amazon. They got everything That's what I was thinking, but I would need it for tomorrow. And it's uh, five o'clock. Well, sometimes if you get like overnight shipping, they, they pull up in like a in like a Toyota Camry outside your house and like a teenager <laughs> runs out and leaves it at your door. The amount of oh, times yeah. that's – there's been so many times I'm laying on my couch – and there's just like a like a random car pulls up in front of my house, and this person is like sprinting at my door. I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god! Like, guys, it's happening, it's happening. Here we go. And then it's like, oh no, they just they dropped off my three pack of deodorant or something like that. It's just <laughs> Amazon. But they that's a great idea. I would you have to take pictures of yourself as Steve Harvey. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure some of my family will be taking videos in a moment. It's gonna yeah. be. We have the we have we have music connected to the stereo system. It's oh you know the, oh, the hey. whole intro. What Andrew is back too? Is he not? Yes, he's actually behind that door right there. He didn't the want to room. jump on the episode tonight. Nope. We'll get him next. We time. have we have one rule on this podcast. You need a mic. That's Kid true. doesn't have a mic. Kid you doesn't need have a, a mic. mic. <laughs> you need a mic. AKA why Zach is RIP. <laughs> no longer <laughs> why he's been RIP. <laughs> yeah, I think he lasted three episodes. Yeah. Oh gosh. But but so uh yeah, let's just jump into these games right here. So uh we we on last episode um we ended with the um <clears throat> the Buffalo game, right? No, the Vancouver game, I'm sorry. Vancouver. So, so, oh, so Jack this, 
old Jack Stanika got a goal against us, but um piece of shit. So this game will cover or this podcast will cover the Flyers, Blackhawks, Lightning game really co- quick. We'll recap those. So obviously Bruins W's in all three of those games. Uh, oh yeah. The Vancouver game or I'm sorry, the Flyer game. They got the four to one win. Nosek with his second goal in two games. DeBrusque with a goal and Krejci with two. Zaka also had two assists, so it's good to see him jumping on the score sheet and um, producing. And then we have the Blackhawks game, which if you're a Chicago Blackhawks fan and you were watching that game, you probably wanted to just gouge your <laughs> eyes out all game long. Dude, they dude, they outshot um they outshot the Hawks. It was some ludicrous number. Was it yeah. like 28 yeah. to 7 at one point or something like it, that? At one point, yeah, that was probably like the, the halfway through the second period, but it ended up being 43 shots to 18. Like that's it's, ridiculous. It's not even fair. Like they were they were dominant that game. That was the <laughs> most complete game that they've played all season. And it's good to see them playing that style against a team as bad as Chicago because it just shows, you know, the better teams are supposed to do that to the to the worst teams. So they didn't play down to their level. They they if anything, they elevated their game and they were like, you know what? These guys suck. So let's just like <laughs> try let's try to put in 10 tonight. Mm. And they almost did. Yeah. But no, they beat the shit out of them. Yeah, they got the win six to one. Uh pasta had two goals. Bergeron had a goal. DeBrusque had a goal. Taylor Hall had a goal. Krejci had a goal. Marshawn had three assists that game. McAvoy had four assists that game. Mm-hmm. That was that was Swayman's return. Um, he got the win in that one. He looked good too. He looked rested and ready to go. Honestly, that was the game that he looked the most comfortable in so far this season. So um, that's good to see. And then the gauntlet begins, and we played Tampa in Tampa Bay. Now. First 10 minutes of this game, the Bruins were not ready for at all. They were getting, I think at one point, the shots were 9 nothing Tampa. 9 nothing, yeah. Yes, yeah. 9 nothing Tampa. They were slow. And then the first TV timeout came. And then after that, it seemed like they were just kind of like, like, all right, I guess now we'll start playing. <laughs> and they just they just started to unload. Krejci got a goal. Felino got a goal. Coyle, Marshawn, and Felino. Goat. Felino. Goat. Dude, he's I love Nick Foligno. I he's been playing amazing. And it's not even it's a lot of the criticism that he's had in the past, really just last year was it was his play was more under a microscope because of his contract. Yep. And his play this year, obviously he's playing a lot better than he did this year, but like it's not even because of of comparing like numbers from this year to last year like contractual like he might be doing more than what his contract is paying him. Like he's been insane, not even just playing wise and, and, you know, getting goals and assists, but like what he's doing for that bottom six unit, as well as the locker room, every yeah. single video that the Bruins tweet out for the locker room, Nick Foligno is in the middle of, and I, yeah. I, I, I absolutely love it. You see his big bald head and he's jumping up and down, singing with people The the gift that you are, the video you always share when he's like pouring food into his mouth. Yeah. I mean, he's an oh, awesome dude. guy. Even the, even the post win video that I tweet, he's leading the the oh yeah in the yeah, yeah. and then yeah. there was that there was um when Swayman was out and and Felino and Bergeron did did the big hug in front of the bench and they said it was I th- I think it was Ber- I could be wrong I'm pretty sure it was Bergeron and yeah, Felino describing it as like two dads like hugging it out 
right yeah. on the ice. And it was, oh man, it, I'm so happy for Nick Foligno because he definitely had a lot of crap thrown his way last year. And I think yeah, he'll good. be the first to say that he probably deserves some of that given uh, the production you're getting from, but this year, boy, has yeah. he shut people up. And I was one of the, I was one of the biggest people who was saying, get this guy off the team to, to, to shed well, his cap. Well, and now, dude, especially to be, to be, to be honest, Everybody was saying, that. yeah, but yeah. keep going, but keep going. I was gonna say too, and I wonder now because, um, they weren't in a position last year where they had they absolutely had to shed cap, but now they are right. Like, yeah. somebody has to go. They've been trying to get Mike Riley to get him claimed on waivers two or three times now, and nobody's taken him. Um, and I wonder if like Nick Felino saw some, saw that, and was like, damn, like I'm one of these guys on the chopping block, you know, I could be one of these guys traded or waived or released or whatever it might be come time for, you know, to shed some money. So whatever it is, whatever turned, you know, his, his Bruins stint around, he's been amazing this year. And he's a huge reason why the Bruins are off to this 17 and two start. 17 and two is ridiculous, but it's insane. Um, it doesn't even sound right. No, it was, I couldn't even do that in NHL. Like in, yeah. in the NHL video games, I couldn't do that. But um, yeah, it, it, people call him Uncle Nick, but I think we should start calling him Fun Uncle Nick. He's he's he's. That's what my niece and nephew call this. me. Yeah, the Funkle. He's the Funkle <laughs> of the yeah. team, dude. He really is. But um, yeah, dude, they're they're rolling right now, and and tonight too. Um, probably gonna drop this on friday i'm thinking we'll probably drop it on friday because no yeah. nobody's you should spend time with your family on thanksgiving you shouldn't spend time listening to us on thanksgiving but <laughs> so we'll drop it on friday but tonight being wednesday they're playing florida um who have let up 15 goals in their last three games so Ooh. yeah so they're they're a team right now that's looking to get back on track and they're running into the hottest team in the league outside of new jersey um, in, in the Boston Bruins. So I don't know, it's going to be a tough hill for them to climb, but I don't know what, what's, what's been sticking out to you, dude. Well, the first thing that stuck out to me was Bergeron got his thousandth point. Oh yeah, dude. Are what? you kidding me? I couldn't <laughs> even mention it. Yeah. Hang on. And it was, a, it was a very Bergeron way of doing it. A little, a little feet across the crease to Martian to fire at home. And, and I love Martian as the puck wasn't even past Vasilevsky yet. And he was already pointing at Bergeron like, you did it. You got it. You got it. It was a thousand <laughs> point. And um, boy, the, the, like, I don't know. Like, I don't get like when something big like that happens, whether it be like your favorite players, thousandth game or whoever's thousandth point, like we saw Bergeron or like crossing sports Ortiz's 500th home run. And like all of these people, like all, all these players, coaches, whoever it be, they release videos and statements congratulating them. It never like it's it, I love it. It's always nice, but it never like makes me go like, oh, man, like it never gets to me. But some of those Bergeron videos, I was like, oh, man, like the names, the first one that the Bruins tweeted when Bergeron got his thousandth point, they tweeted a video of a, a players around the league congratulating him. And the first one was Sidney Crosby, who's been the yep. face of the NHL for almost two decades now. And he had like the nicest message to say about Bergeron. And like, I don't know, like, like, you know, obviously Bergeron's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's won a cup, five selfies. He's done it all. He's Team Canada, gold medal Olympian with, with Sidney Crosby. But still, to hear to hear Crosby, like the guy who's like there's some people out there, not me, but some people believe that Crosby's the greatest ever. And this guy is like, you know, having this nice little message about Bergeron. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then after Crosby was Ovechkin. And then yeah. Patrick Patrick Kane was in there. Bruce um, Cassidy. 
Yeah, yeah. They they had some they had some really like big time players like put out these messages for Bergeron. I was like, oh wow, like you know, obviously we're we, Bergeron's beloved in the city of Boston, but like to hear the star power of players congratulate Patrice Bergeron, it was like wow, like you really kind of see how his ripple effect throughout the league of all these people of careers that he's touched or affected. And then of course there was the Bruins one, which is one that you just mentioned that that they tweeted yesterday or whatever it was. And they had all three coaches. Claude Julien was the first oh, one. Yeah, dude. Of, of course, he had to he had to bring up Bergeron's defense into it as well. Did you hear him? He's like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, congratulations on your thousand points, and you know, you you probably you probably prevented a thousand going back the other way too with your defense. Um, it was it was Claude Julien. It was uh, Bruce Cassidy was in there. Um, although he, did, he didn't look very happy doing it. Um, yeah, Montgomery <laughs> was in there. Chara was in there. Um, oh, David David Posnock is here. He was like, wow. Yeah. Thousand points. That's a lot of points. <laughs> Dude, the like the funniest thing too, when Mon- Montgomery was doing it, he was like, you could tell he was kind of stirring something up in his head. And I'm gonna say too about Montgomery, he might be my favorite coach. Like his sense of humor is so funny, dude. But yeah, dude, he in the video, he was like, congratulations, Bergie. You know, a thousand points. Um, and he was, and then he goes, he's like, the only thing that I have to say is, uh. What took you so long? And I was, yeah. I was like, oh my god, dude, this guy's you know, awesome. I, I, and like that's something that we're seeing now, not just in the NHL, but I feel like across a lot of professional sports, is like coaches have personalities now. Like they're yeah. not these robots anymore that just sit in front of the media and bark at guys. Like, um, like, like Montgomery is a personality guy. Like you see it in his, um, in his, in his press conferences. And I remember when he was. I think it was when he was in Dallas, maybe when he was in St. Louis. But I remember like the reports on him was saying that like he's really good with the media, like he's a re- just just like a good good guy. And you like it sounds kind of shitty, but you don't see that very often from the coach's position. They're they're big screaming maniacs who their head blows off. I think the Bruins have been lucky. Like I don't think Claude Julien was that kind of guy, and and Bruce Cassidy was definitely kind of brash, but he didn't he didn't take me as a guy who's going to be screaming at people on the bench. Yeah. Um. But like, it's a total one eighty to see the kind of coaches that I feel like the Bruins have had in here. And then you have Jim Montgomery, who's like making subtle jabs at Bergeron and his one thousand point <laughs> thing. He he's telling you know he's saying oh I don't know when uh when Marshan or McAvoy is coming back. Suddenly he's in there the next game. He's like, yeah, I know. I'm just messing with you guys. I knew he was like, he's, he has a personality and you can see how well that's meshing with this Bruins team. Cause I, we mentioned it before and you've definitely mentioned it before the, the videos that they put out with them celebrating. And it's like, it's like Jubilee. It's like, it's like, I can feel the, the happiness radiating through my phone. Like Bergeron, like there's videos of Bergeron. I've never seen videos of Bergeron like going this ecstatic in the locker room. And there's videos of him literally singing like a child, like jump. Yeah. Like he's a, he's a 37 year old man. And he's like, <laughs> Woo! like his arms are flying and he's singing a song. Like everybody's jumping up and down. And then like, they just tweeted the pictures yesterday of the whole team celebrating uh, Bergeron's thousandth point, And everybody is in the locker room. Like even like forward was in there. He's injured. Uh, like Clifton's down there with his little, his little handlebar mustache thing. He's got going on Sick, now. And everybody's going crazy and it's like it's it's a, i don't know if the bruins changed their social media strategy or what but i feel like i didn't see this side of this team in forever like i feel like i've never yeah. seen this from them before and i think that a lot of that comes from the top and in, in jim montgomery yeah oh my god 100 percent. and and i i think it solidifies the fact that they made the right move when they got rid of Cassidy because Cassidy was here for six years. You know, after six years, the message gets a little stale and you're like, all right, like blah, 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 whatever. And 
bringing in Montgomery and just his personality. And by the way, too, I'm not even really going to talk about it, but the fact that he himself has been through some adversity, the guys want to play for him. They they want to to win for Montgomery too. It's 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 a team that just in every at every angle that you look at it, they're a team fighting for each other, playing for each other, and um, doing anything that it's going to take to win. I, I saw an interview that McAvoy had the other day, and he was talking about the season, and he was saying how how lucky they are to have this team together right now because this could be Bergeron's last ride. It could be Krejci's last ride. And he was saying every game, they don't want to leave anything out there. They want they, every game. They want to bring it a hundred percent wrong. And they're showing that and they're doing it too. That's the other thing is that they're actually doing it. They're not just yeah. saying it. It's amazing too. You know, to, I, I like, I feel like it, it happens a lot in sports where like, you know, like you have teams or players or coaches, whoever it is, they say all the right things, but then they go out there and they, and they don't do it. And like you mentioned it earlier when they were playing the um, the Blackhawks, like that's a team where like in the past, not even just the Bruins, but like plenty of teams have fallen. They've just shit their pants. Like when you play a crappy team like that, like yeah. we all remember a couple years ago, a little different. But when um, the Lightning won the president's store, uh, trophy and got their asses kicked by the Blue Jackets in the first round, like you just and for the Bruins, like they're saying all the right things. They're walking the walk and they're talking the talk. It doesn't matter if they're playing the lightning and they're getting out shot nine, nothing. So they're going to flip the script and beat the shit out of them. They were up like five, two at one point. And it doesn't matter if they're playing the Blackhawks, one of the worst teams in the league. They're going to outshoot you like 45 to 12. Like it doesn't <laughs> matter. And yeah. and the, the consistency is it's so encouraging because like you can get lackadaisical you can get lazy and i remember you know mike bilberry love him or hate him i know he says a lot of stupid shit but like some of the stuff he says he makes a good point and he was talking about you know this bruins team right now and everything is going right for them right now there's you yeah. you can't pick a single facet of this team that you can say well they haven't done this right like they're they're dominating in every in every aspect of the game and looking at this part of their schedule coming up he said that, you know, it, it, it could be very easy for the Bruins who have won at this point. They were like 15 and two, right? The, if they were to drop, say they drop two or three, or maybe they lose three out of five, you could get a little, a little down if you haven't lost the game in so long. And to see the way that they play it against the Lightning, and I know this is the very, very beginning, excuse me, of, of this gauntlet of games they have going on, but it I, you, I feel good. I feel confident. Um, and I feel like they're not going to be that team that's going to like, I know they have like these really tough teams and all of a sudden they play Arizona. Like, I feel like they're not going to like, you know, have these hard fought games go into Arizona and get like destroyed, like five, nothing or something. Like, I feel like after watching them handle Chicago and then turn around and beat the brakes off the lightning, like, I feel like this team is good enough where they're not going to play down a competition against those shitty teams. And they're going to be able to to dominate some of these good teams, which they're going to have to do because we've said it before, this division, this conference is absolutely loaded. So I feel good. We'll, we'll see what happens when we record next week because, like you said, the next slot of games, they got Florida tonight. Well, by the time they watched this, Florida two nights ago, um, I guess Carolina tonight, and then they got the Lightning again on Tuesday. So they, yeah. you know, they got three tough games, and I'm hoping, you know, come come next week when we're recording again, we can say that they're 3-0. So, yeah. And um, that that game against the Lightning, too, was huge. That's a big statement win because not only are you going down to Tampa, 
But Tampa's been the team to beat in the Atlantic Division for the past two to three to four it, yeah, seasons. Yeah, and, and it's not just that they've been the team to beat. They've owned the Bruins. I mean, right, they've knocked right. the Bruins out of the playoffs multiple times. They've they've d- destroyed them in, in regular season games. It That was a huge win for them. And and for Tampa, too, they're, you know that they're looking to win that game. They're doing everything they can to win that game because you need to make a statement as a Tampa Bay player. You need to make a statement, you know, to this team that's dominating the division right now that you're still here. And that's how they were playing in the beginning of the game. But then the Bruins turned on the Jets and it's it's like Tampa couldn't keep up. Yeah. And um they're just they're they're doing everything right. Yeah, I mean they made Vasilevsky look like crap. Yeah, <laughs> like he, he didn't look, look good that game. And it was yeah. funny because like um I've oh god, I've always hated people who uh like go under like for example say a team beats the bruins right for okay when the bruins lost a 2013 stanley cup to the blackhawks i was pissed i was depressed i was like beside myself and i made the dumb decision to log on to twitter to see what people were saying and if you were to go under the bruins tweet saying like oh like you know we fell we lost the stanley cup in six or whatever the hell it was um there were so many blackhawks fans saying like you guys suck like like suck it like we're a Stanley Cup and I was like man like these people are such bums like what like like just take your win and move on well I've become one of those bums and every time the Bruins <laughs> every time the Bruins win I always make sure that I go on to the opposing team's Twitter account where they announced like and there's been 17 of them so for example when when the Bruins beat the Lightning and they tweeted like we fall to the Bruins this time five to two I tweeted that the graphic of the Pooh Bear with the red eye saying you just got pooed on <laughs> And like I was reading the replies because I was already on the tweet, and everybody was like, "Man, like Vasilevsky sold us his game. Like the like like the Bruins are they're good. Like this sucks." I'm like, "Damn!" Like it's nice to see the Lightning's fans a little worried for once because they've yeah. run the Eastern Conference the last you know five six years here, and and it's like the Bruins have always been there, but they just they just haven't been able to take it. Like you know, 2019 they got to the Cup and they lost, but like every other time it's like, "Damn!" Like you know, like they won the President's Trophy this year, or they're you know. They got a hundred and whatever points, but the lightning were just a little better and they could just never get past the lightning. And I know that it's just a regular season game, but like, I feel like the, the lightning other than the first 12 minutes of the first period of that game, I feel like the lightning were pretty heavily outclassed the rest of the way. So you yeah, have to be encouraged after watching that. Yeah. I mean, dude, 19 games, the Bruins have played. They've won 17 of them. They've gotten a total of, Oh my God. I have to do math. Is that 34? 17 times two. Is that 34? Yeah. All right. So they've gotten 34 out of a, out of a possible 38 points. That's, that's insane. That's literally insane. Like that's not supposed to happen. It's not supposed to happen, but, um, um, all mark two, all mark 13 and one. He has one, he has one loss. Um, yeah, and they're doing it in every every facet of the game. The Bruins lead the league in goals scored, and they've also allowed the least amount of goals in the league. They've scored 80 goals this year. New Jersey's second with 73. They've given up 40 goals this year, which is the least in the league. They have uh, – damn it, I just gave you the answer. But I was going to say, guess what the point, what the what the goal differential is? The Bruins yeah. are plus 40. Plus 40 goals. That is insane. The New Jersey Devils, by the way, who is there? Is their winning streak still going on? I know they won. Yep, they're at thirteen now. The Devils have won thirteen games in a row. They have a plus twenty nine goal differential. The Bruins yeah. have a plus forty. Yeah, that is. And insane. by the way, Toronto, second place in the division, their goal differential is plus five. 
So yeah. <laughs> so God, I hate Toronto. Oh my uh, god. I know, but yeah, I mean, like right now, dude, who's gonna threaten us in this division right now? We're we're nine points up on Toronto, and Toronto has a game in hand. Um, we are eleven points up on Tampa. We've played the same amount of games, and then we are twelve points up on Detroit and and Florida. We're up fourteen. We're gonna have to go on a, like a massive losing streak. Oh these, yeah, for some of these teams to start getting actually competitive with us. I mean, even if the Bruins, even what this gauntlet is like, ten games maybe, ten, eleven, it, twelve. I say the gauntlet. I say the gauntlet goes until um the Winter Classic. So literally up until the New Year. So how many games is that? Like. 15 i think it, no 18 okay eight if they if if they go 500 over those 18 games their record is 26 and 11 <laughs> like they're, they're still insane like that's and, they would and, still have the best record in the atlantic likely if they were to go 500 for the next month and a half and by the way, their news flash to everybody, they're not going to go 500. No, not <laughs> this not, team. Not. No. Oh my god. It's they're unbelievable not. too because like I've said it enough times now and I'm willing to admit when I'm wrong. You can go back and listen to the first two or three episodes and I was man, I was so down to the dumps about this team. And to be fair, that was before Bergeron and Creature came back, but yeah, I was true. saying like even if the even if they do come back they're still not good enough. Like this team still doesn't have enough talent. They're still not deep enough to compete with your Tampa Bay Lightning, with your Florida Panthers, even you know re- the regular season heroes, uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Like it's just <laughs> <laughs> like I, they, I just thought that they weren't deep enough. And like everything that I nitpicked, they've they've like thrown it back in my face. I wasn't sure about Montgomery. He's proven to be a f- the hands down front runner to win the Jack Adams Award yeah, this year. Absolute. Amazing coach. He's doing everything right right now. Um, I didn't think that you know the bringing Krejci back would and, and you know bringing in Zaka and and these guys they picked up off the street didn't believe in them. They're one of the few teams in the league right now who can confidently roll out four lines. And on top of that, they can pl- pull some guys up from Providence and shuffle them and on the wing on the fourth line. Like it doesn't matter who. And I also wasn't sure about the defensive unit. And they even went out and added Strawman, who hasn't looked fantastic when he's played, but that's still an NHL caliber defenseman. You got like eight of them. Um, and the goaltenders, I mean, we've said it enough. They've got, and, well, I mean, there's some crazy goaltending duos right now, but as a Bruins fan, I wouldn't take anybody over the over the duo of Olmark and Swayman. It's like, it's it's so exciting to be a Bruins fan right now. And I know you were saying that before we started recording, but like, damn, like, we deserve this, damn it. We had to watch yes. them lose two cups. Like, this is this is for us. Yes, it's, it's dude. It... Bergeron can't go out winning one cup over 10 years ago he can't he can't no, absolutely i'm telling not. you dude. i'm telling it's, you it's I'm it, telling it, it it would make that loss against st louis sting a lot less oh, if the oh yeah yeah get another one because even even like saying last year like when they lost to st louis we were like people were like damn like that might have been their only chance because this core is just getting older you know, yeah. we don't know what's going on. They kept blowing it in the playoffs in the year that they finally made it. And they were playing a team that was below 500 at the turn of the new year, a team that was vastly uh, below who the Bruins were at that time beat you. And it was like, damn, like they really wasted their chance. So like, I don't want to jinx anything, but like Bergeron, yeah. Bergeron deserves this. Krejci came back for this. Like I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm encouraged. And 
I don't know. I mentioned last week, like the Providence is doing pretty well too. I could, we could start planning that route to Boston and then you can drive down to Providence <laughs> in June for the parade and then come back up and catch a Sox game. Yeah. But dude, it's, it's just, it's, it's so far what we've seen is just an unbelievable season. It's been so entertaining and it's been so well-deserved for the veterans of this team. Bergeron, Felino. Felino's never had a cop. Ah, uh, Mark, Mark, um, Mark Allred, the owner of uh, Black and Gold Productions, had a tweet earlier that said, um, "Nick Foligno is this team's version of Mark Recchi," and and when he when he said that, everything in my head clicked. I was like, "That is that's so true. <laughs> it's so true, though." Yeah, like he if, really if, is. If if this if this Bruins team were to make um a trade deadline acquisition, who do you think they would get? And, and what do you think they would, they would assess for as a need? Cause like, I have no idea. <laughs> I, really, I really, I really don't know. Like there's part of me that says, don't do anything. Right. Part of me says, don't do anything. Don't mess with the team. They're, they're rolling right now. Everything's going perfect. But another part of me says, why not add a, a another guy into this lineup, fuse him in that, could just solidify that top spot even more. But like, I don't know who that would be because, because people were throwing out Patrick Kane, but yeah, you're not, you're him. not, no, me either. I mean, I do, but I don't yeah, want to, I don't want to give cost. up. Yeah. Because yeah. if you get Patrick Kane, first of all, his contract is ten and a half million dollars. So you're already up against the cap as it is. That's one negative aspect of trading for Patrick Kane. Number two, you're going to lose one, if not two, Mason Lorai, Fabian Lysel. One of those guys, maybe both of them, is gonna go Chicago's way. Um, you're gonna lose draft picks. And and number three, number three, it's for like two months. His yeah. contract's over after this year. It's for two months. It's a rental. No. I would love to see Marshawn Bergeron and, and Kane together. That would be oh insane. God. <laughs> that, that would be insane. Jesus. But like, but like it makes it logistically makes no sense. What about adding another defenseman to the mix? See, I just don't that know. Aspect, I know. And then I there's, and then there's a, like a third line winger. But I, I don't saw know that. Who. I saw that Chikrin is available from Arizona, but I, I don't. I would. I would want like like a like a big, tall, sturdy, stay-at-home, defensive-minded defenseman in here. If I were to make a move, but like yeah. I don't know who that is. I don't know who's available. See, and but, see, but I just, then who I don't are you want to take out? That, exactly, and I yeah. also don't want to give anybody up. So I don't know. What do you think? I it was pissing me off. What do you what do you think to the people who are talking about shedding cap and they're discussing trading Brandon Carlo? No, because I saw Carlo. I saw that that um the something Bruins Twitter account tweeted. I think you tweeted it. Um, if you were if the Bruins were to start were to the move somebody for cap, who would it be? And it was like, uh, it was Mike O'Reilly. It was I don't remember the other names. Craig, Craig Smith. Craig Smith. I think you said Brandon Carlo or other. Yeah. And there were there were a couple people who were like confidently saying Brandon Carlo, and I was like, what? Yeah, <laughs> Why? No. It's like he's a he's a core piece of this defensive unit. He was he was on the third defensive pairing, I believe, against in uh, in the Tampa game, which is fine, and I think he's fine with that too. But you have Brandon Carlo on your on your third pairing defensive lines. Yeah. Like, why would you, why, why, why would you get rid of him when you have know. Craig Smith on the ninth floor for half of these games? And then you also have, uh, what, what's his face? Um, 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 
um oh my god craig smith and 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 mike riley jesus jesus christ <laughs> yeah you and why would you want to get rid of carlo when you have those two just kind of riding the bench or, or playing in providence eating salary yeah. Tell me how that makes any sense to anybody <laughs> in the world i thought you said eating celery <laughs> eating celery he might be dude um yeah, but even even like not just from a contractual standpoint, from like a, a help me understand, like this makes no sense standpoint. Like the guy's like twenty five, he might be twenty six. He's like six foot five. You've got him under contract for the next couple of years at a pretty good deal. Four mil. He's part of your. Uh, you just said it. He's part of your core. Like there are plenty of other defensemen I would move before I traded Brandon Carlo, and it it should never get to that point where you have to say shit. Nobody's taking Mike Riley. Nobody's taking Craig Smith guess we're going to have to move Brandon Carlo. Like, no, that wouldn't happen. So um, I think if the Bruins were to make a trade deadline acquisition, I would want to get another defenseman. But who that is, I have no idea. But I understand your point, too, of, like, I don't want to fix what isn't broken. Like, there's a lot of things going right for the Bruins right now. I don't want to tinker with it. I don't want to mess anything around because even when players have gotten hurt, especially defensemen, you know, Forbert's been hurt, McAvoy was hurt, Grizzik was hurt. Your defensive unit wasn't really any it didn't really have any any issues with it. They they struggled for a few games, um, especially early on, like the first ten games when it was really apparent when when honestly when it was Carlo who went down as well, when Carlo and McAvoy yeah. were both out, you really told you went, Okay, shit. <laughs> we might have a problem here. But moving forward, I know Carlo's been injury prone, but McAvoy's been good. He hasn't had run into any injury issues other than what's what cost in the beginning of the season. And um, I wouldn't want to fix what isn't broken. Don't make a trade just to make a trade. Right. Yeah. Look, if you if we're still in this position by the trade deadline and we're still rolling like this, I honestly say don't don't do anything. Yeah. Really, really. Why? Like what? Like you just said, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Like you, if you're yeah. number one in the league, and the vibes are still this high, why are you gonna bring in another guy who could potentially disrupt? everything well okay and i'm being a little catastrophic right now but but, <laughs> but like why why even risk you know kind of messing with the with the team messing with the mojo messing with yeah, the flow why? messing with the There's... team swagger they got a good thing a good chemistry going on and even like yeah. who like who were they at you know they're they're deep on forwards they got guys in providence they can call up they're they have the most goals scored in the league yeah so you don't have a problem scoring goals um, let's see. They even have wingers who can play center. So it's not like you need more centers and it's not like you need more wingers. Uh, they have defense- goaltending depth everywhere. Yeah. They got three guys in the AHL who, who the Ken- Keith Kincaid came up here and looked like freaking Dominic Hasek and that thing. You got your defensive unit who um, is a big reason why the Bruins have also given up the least amount of goals in the league. And you have like seven or eight of them that you could plug in there and play like it. Who would you even get? Who? Where do you put them? It's. It's. I don't see any holes in this roster right now. No, there's. No, there's none. And and if it, the reason that there's no holes is because the depth is so good. You got three, like you just said, you got three goalies in our system who aren't even with Boston right now who could honestly come up and play the way that they've been playing. Um, you got Mark McLaughlin in Providence. He can come up. We all know Mark McLaughlin, McLaughlin, you, McLovin. Um, <laughs> I don't know what noise my mouth just made. But, um, you you can plug him in at any moment. You know he's ready. He's he's proven that he can play in the NHL. Um, you guys, you got guys like Vinny Letary, Oscar Steen, um, and so many other guys. You you really don't. 
you really don't need anything. Yeah. Even like you want to go and trade. Like I, I get, you know, the Bruins have like the worst rated prospect system in the league, but oh, the baby Bruins are doing pretty well. I don't know. Yeah, They're are, are they still first in the AHL right now? Yeah. Maybe, oh, maybe, God. maybe trade Riley and Smith for a couple draft picks and just go from there. Just clear the cap, get some yeah. draft picks and just go. I'd, I'd trade him for a late a late round pick, but like yeah. the thing that only worries me about trading Mike Riley is I feel like you would have to attach somebody with him. Like I feel like I feel like you would have trouble getting a late round pick just for Mike Riley straight up. Maybe yeah, just because of his contract. But whatever, throw somebody in there as long as it's not Lysel, Lori, um, McLaughlin, Beecher. I don't want to lose Beecher. You know who I like that 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 uh, Swedish defenseman that they got in the Stanika trade. Oh, uh, the guy. Uh, I don't remember the guy that they got with DiPietro from from Vancouver. Um, I don't think he's in Providence. I think he's overplaying in Sweden. But like people were, I I believe he was. Though Vancouver doesn't have a very high rated prospect pool, but I know that he was their top. He was either their top rated right defenseman or their top rated defenseman in general. Um, he's also Swedish, and we all know about uh, those Swedish guys are fantastic on defense. Doesn't matter if they're right. forwards or defensemen, they're getting back and they're playing tenacious defense. Um, but I think he's a right shot defenseman, which the Bruins could always use. And like my first thing when 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 you make a trade like that and you get prospects, especially when you don't know their names, is to just read the replies to see what people from Vancouver are saying. And they were pissed. They were not happy that they were giving him up in a trade for the Bruins. So he's not here right now. I think he's still uh, in a different continent across the ocean. But there's another guy that they could they could who could hopefully turn into one of those one of those prospects that the that the Bruins have moving forward. So. Yeah. I don't know if they want to make a move, make a move, make a move, but your guess is as good as mine as to who they're going to try to get or what hole they're going to fill. Cause they ain't got any. Yeah. Well, Hey, we're probably about halfway through the show right now. So, um, just, it seems like a perfect time to remind everybody listening that can we wellness. are brought to you by can of wellness. So let's talk about the amazing can of wellness company. Can of wellness offers you four distinct experiences for the different challenges you may face throughout the day. Can of sleep, can of mend, can of fresh, and can of boost. It's the trusted brand for sports, fitness, and wellness households. With over 50 vitamins, 50? nutrients, and herbal extracts in four compact sprays, it's the most convenient way to get back on track with no pills, water, or messy powders. 90% of nutrients in these oral sprays are absorbed in less than 30 seconds. Wow. It's like an entire health food store in your pocket. It is endorsed by Olympians, NHL players, and pro sports stars who rely on the Canna Wellness Company to support high performance. Mel, let's talk about each product. Let's talk about it. Canna Boost gives you the ability to skip the coffee and sugary snacks and energize the healthy way. Use daily before you work out, when studying for an exam, and other times you need increased clarity, stamina, and concentration. Canamend provides the after-party liver support and works fast to relieve hangovers in the morning after drinking. This unique oral spray supplement is blended with 11 vegan vitamins and herbal extracts to replenish your body to combat headaches, sickness, and lack of energy. Canafresh reduces stress and gives your body an immune system boost. Whether you're nervous before a presentation or need to calm down after a hectic day, the 11 natural and vegan ingredients in Canafresh take the edge off without making you drowsy or unmotivated. Can of sleep. This all-natural and vegan sleep aid is convenient and fast-absorbent. No mixing beverages, no waiting for gummies to kick in. Just spray, roll over, and snooze. Control your dosage on how much sleep you need. 
If you want to try these amazing Canna Wellness all-natural oral sprays, please go to CannaWellness.com. That is C-A-N-I-Wellness.com and use our promo code BNG25. That is B-N-G-25 to get 25% off everything on the CannaWellness.com website. We thank Canna Wellness for sponsoring this episode and our weekly Boston Bruins-related podcast. Sully, back to you. Well, if you're a regular listener, you know what time it is after the ad read. Oh, it's DM questions time, times. So I want to start with this one. So we we got this uh, DM, and I apologize because I'm not 100% sure on how to pronounce your name, but I'm going to try my best. Actually, you know what? I think I got it. Baviata. It's from Baviata. You can follow her on Twitter at Baviata B. That's at B-H-A-V-Y-A-T-T-A-B. She asks, how many more games does Bergeron need to to play to break Esposito's record of 1,012? And do we want to see more of Kincaid during the season? So we'll answer the first portion of the question, and then we'll answer the Kincaid part after. All right. So Bergeron needs 12 more points. Bergeron needs 12 more points. How many... I'm going to go look at how many points he has this year. I'm going to say this because it's just a number that's sticking out in my head right now. 11. It's going to take him 11 games. I'll one-up you. How many more games do you think Bergeron needs to get the next (laughs) 1,000? Bergeron has 12 points this year in 19 games. Um, So he needs 12 more points in total. I'm going to... would you say 11? I say 11, yeah. I'm going to stick I'm gonna with st- that. I'm going to say 15, which would put him. Uh, so wait, one, so two, with, with 11 games, that would mean he would get, he would pass Esposito on December 17th against the Blue Jackets at home. Ooh, in a matinee game. Okay, well now I don't know how. I know he'll probably he'll yeah. I'm gonna stick. And with I think that he would pass Esposito on December 27th on the road in Ottawa. Ooh. Would it, hey, oh, hey, hang on now. You know we <laughs> we know what would be magical. I want you to close your eyes, right? Okay. Close. Picture, picture. You're sitting. Picture. In the sitting. You're sitting on the green monster. Okay. It's a two two it's it's a two two game. It's snowing. Bruins and Penguins. The snow is falling. There's four minutes and about thirty seconds left in the third period. The penguins are scrambling in their zone. Bruins are cycling the puck around. Marshan goes in the corner, steals it from the defenseman, digs it out, sends it right in front of the net. And who else? But Patrice Bergeron taps it home, and he moves in to third place all time. Oh my God! For points third. in in Boston Bruins history, if he it's that, coming in the Winter Classic. He's doing it. That's my pick, dude. If he does that in the Winter Classic, oh my! It's just God. it's it's like it's a total Patrice Bergeron move to, to what a pick to do that in the Winter Classic, and that's how it's going to happen. Third period goal, the Bruins going to win three two. Assist from Marshan. I put it in that. stone, etch it, go oh to Vegas, God. put money on it. It's happened. Do you know how 
historic of a moment that would actually be. Fenway like, Park hey, would sink into like, the ground. Like, I remember where I was when Patrice Bergeron moved into third all-time in points for Boston Bruins. Uh, yeah, it was during the Winter Classic at Fenway Park. <laughs> like, what? And, and you know Bergeron's going to have the, the eye black on post-game interview. Yes. He's wearing the Bruins Bruins beanie. They're going to ask him about it. Eh, I'm, I'm more concerned with the win. They're gonna, the fans are going to be playing Sweet Caroline in the background. Oh, my God. It's happening. Sorry. <laughs> it's gonna, it's absolutely happening. That. I'm sorry, Pittsburgh, but you're going to have to feel, you know, sorry. You're going to have to be on, on the YouTube montage clip a couple years from now when somebody <laughs> puts a video together of all Bergeron's points. That's actually such a good pick, dude. Wow. Well, you know what? Hey, don't thank me. Thank the question. It was a phenomenal question. Yeah. So the second part of the question, Kincaid, eh, eh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Wait, what was it? When, when are we going to see Keith Kincaid again? Um, do we want to see more of Kincaid during the season? Nah. No. No. Honestly, yeah, because if honestly, you see if you yeah. see Keith Kincaid, it means that either Olmark or Swayman's hurt. Right. Or something's going on. So yeah. no, I don't want to see him again. And listen, they got two they got two other guys down in the AHL. If they have to call somebody up, let's see somebody else. Let, I want to see what DPHO can do, damn it. Is he related to you the other? Wait, can I tell you something? DPHO? What? Mike DPHO has not played a single second of professional hockey this season. He's he's rode the bench every game. He has not. Really? He has yet to play a game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'll, listen! I heard that that the Bruins needed somebody to open the door for him. So he's yeah. he's got that motion down. He's been building up muscle in his slinging arm. His forearm is <laughs> huge. Oh yeah, <laughs> he probably he, he probably does his hair before every game because he knows he doesn't have to slip his helmet on. Got to look good for the cameras <laughs> when, when they're panning the bench. <laughs> <laughs> he knows that too. Oh my um, god! Let's see here. So. We did get another DM, and it is from Mr. Mark Allred, the man himself. Oh, El Presidente. El Presidente Mark. He <laughs> says, what's up, guys? Question Nothing for you much. both. Question <laughs> for you both. What's the biggest impact from the Jim Montgomery hiring that you guys have seen so far? Thanks, boys. Happy Thanksgiving, Aww. Mark. Oh, thanks, Mark. Happy Thanksgiving. I would say the play of the defensive unit. Mm. Um, I think that the, the, um, it's, it's night and day into how this defensive unit plays compared to previous seasons. I mean, they're jumping up in plays. They're pinching at the right moment. You got, you know, a two on one turns into a three on one. Cause you got freaking Connor Clifton screaming down the wing. Jim Montgomery's done a lot of right for this team. And you, and you can see the way that he's impacted everybody on this roster. You know, DeBrusque is playing better. Bergeron's happy. Krejci came back. We can go on and on, but the thing that stuck out to me is this defensive unit is so mobile. They're so active. They're sending long passes. They're jumping in the plays. They're crashing. They're crashing the net. They're swinging down into the corner. Like they are so mobile and they're always moving. And that is something I haven't seen them do. And I think that the Bruins have the perfect defenseman for this system. We mentioned it before. Um, they have a lot of like speedy, not the biggest defenseman. I know they got uh, Lindholm's pretty big and Carlo's a big dude, but like the other guys are like six one and below mostly, other than Forber who's been out. And they're they're taking advantage of their size, their quickness, their mobility, and you're seeing it how it's impacting the Bruins' offensive game. Just mentioned before that they lead the league in goals. They have a lot of goal scores on this team, but a lot of that is because a lot of these 
they're getting a lot of second chances because pinches from the defensive unit. They're getting good cycling, good flow in the offensive zone. And a lot of that it, it's, it's your forwards, but a lot of that has started with the play of your defensive unit. And I think Jim Montgomery has, is the main reason why that's been performing, why the unit's been performing the way that they have. Yeah. See, I'm going to go off the rip a little bit. Right. And I'm going to say Jim Montgomery's biggest impact has been the impact that he's had on the team chemistry. I mm, think that's a good one. I, I think he has meshed into the system and we all heard it coming in when he was hired too. One of the biggest things that he can bring to a team is his ability to communicate with players. And I think that when they mentioned that at the hiring, that was understated. He's, it's almost like he's not even really like the coach. It's like, he's, he's just, a guys. Part, yeah, he's just a part of the team. His role happens to be the coach, but he's a part of the team and he, and he, um, he just brings the best out of everybody and you can see it too because it's like like we were talking about earlier everybody's having fun every single person is having fun you don't hear any rumors about anyone asking for a trade you don't hear anybody who's disgruntled about their playing time maybe mike riley a little bit but hey what do you know <laughs> but, but I, I think i really think his biggest impact outside of the outside of getting the defense defensive units more involved in in offensive creativity and and uh offensive ex, 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 exposure it's it's the chemistry that he's allowed to thrive in the locker room he's he's not a a coach that's you know you got you guys got to do it this way i'm not going to accept anything else play this way or you're not playing that's not who he is like he he he's brought the best out of everyone on this team. Look at Connor Clifton right now. Connor Clifton Connor, is Connor one Clifton of our best Norris. defensemen. Yes. <laughs> like he really is like not, not Norris, but he's, he's really one of our <laughs> best defensemen right now. Yeah. Like, he's bringing the best out of everybody. Yeah, no, you're totally right. And, and he definitely Montgomery also definitely came into a good situation because like, it's not like he has to like grab these guys by the horns and be like, listen to what I'm saying. Like he's walking into a locker room with Patrice Bergeron. David Krejci, Nick Foligno, Charlie McAvoy, um, you know, Brad Marchand, David Postnog. There's a lot of leaders on this team. Yeah. And like you've heard him say in the in the past, like, you know, when, when Claude Julien was here and he was saying that like it's almost like um it's almost like a government, like the way that like, the way that they run. Like, you know, you have Claude Julien who's ahead of the team, but like I remember like like you had Chara there and Chara is the captain of the team. And then Chara can like delegate some of his captain duties, some of the responsibilities of being a leader because he had Bergeron with them. He had Mark Recchi with him, who we mentioned before. Jerome Ginla was here for a little bit. He had David Krejci. He had uh, all these guys around him. And, and it's like, that's what happens when you have a team full of veterans, full of good guys, full of leaders. And Jim Montgomery's style of coaching combined with, the personalities in terms of the leaders that the Bruins have in this locker room, like we're seeing the culmination of that, which is what you just mentioned. I mean, they're gelling on every level imaginable. Like even guys like, like you wouldn't picture being like best friends. Like you're seeing the whole team come together and dance and sing in unison in the locker room. Literally like they're playing games. They have even like they're on TikTok. Like the Bruins have never done anything on TikTok. I don't know if you've seen some of the Boston Bruins official TikToks, but like it's, it's their social media person, like going around and like asking people, like asking Bruins players questions. And like, it's funny. Like they have a personality, like it's in, like you can see it in real time, these people gelling. And, um, 
it's it's awesome to see because there's a lot of young players on this team. You got your mix of old players on this team, and it's it's beautiful harmony when they're all coming together. And you know what that leads to? A record of seventeen and two. So yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> and and that's 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 why I say it because you're gonna you're gonna if you're a good team and you're playing a system, you're gonna win a lot of games. But when you're a team like us with 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 seven or eight guys who who could legitimately wear a C or an A. Um, just being leaders on the team, and and you add in the fact that their coach isn't a hard ass and he's kind of letting the team do their thing. Sure, if, if things were going poorly, it would be different, but clearly they're not, and and they're they're having a blast playing hockey, and they all love each other too. You can tell. You don't even have to have an in with the team to know that these guys love playing for each other and that they love playing for Montgomery. It's just oh, natural. Yeah. Especially watching too, like after Bergeron got his thousandth point and seeing kind yeah. of the whole team come over and like pat him on the head and do their thing with them. Like it's it's so much fun watching this team. And like especially like, you know, like the progression of the Bruins. Like we've we've all been Bruins fans as long as we can remember. And like it's it's weird because like I remember like, you know, in like the late 2010s, early like around the Stanley Cup time when they won in 2011 like Bergeron was the young guy and then like you've seen his whole career kind of progress of when you know he had the A for all those years and he was a second fiddle in the leadership category to Chara and then like the guys who've come in and come out and like we watched him when he was just a baby and now he's the 37 year old getting his style he's the grandpa now and he's the one that the team's piling on when he gets his thousandth point it's just like oh it pulls on your heartstrings damn it and I like we can all collectively say I want this so badly for Bergeron. I want yes. him so badly to win the cup. But you're right. There's like, man, I want Nick Foligno to win a cup. I want Krejci yeah. to come back to win a cup. Like, I want McAvoy to get his first cup. I want to see Pasta. I want to see what he's yes. going to do yes. after yeah. the Bruins win this. I want to see him party, damn it. I want to see Mark. Like, I want to see people cry and bitch and complain because Marshan won two rings. Like, there's so many things I want to see. And, like, just think like I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but like oh, you get so excited to think about those things, especially when it comes to this team. Imagine the party in 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 Czech Republic, Zaka, Pasta, <laughs> Krejci. They're oh they're gonna God. run the whole town's gonna come out, <laughs> dude. They're gonna run the country for, for their face whenever the they have a week. Yes, dude. Whenever they have the cup, yeah, they are. Whenever they're gonna put the spoke bee on the on the on the on the Czech Republic flag. <laughs> Um, oh man, is 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 isn't uh, is Zemkis Gergensen's check? Maybe I don't know. Oh, we should man. bring him to the team. That's our trade deadline acquisition. Yeah. They could Def- make room for. I don't know if you could make room for his face on the flag. <laughs> no, you couldn't. <laughs> you, probably half of his face would show up on the flag. But yeah. <laughs> um, I oh yeah, like just to mention with the vibes again. I think it was Connor Ryan who tweeted it out. Um, when they beat Tampa. They were all singing uh, "Zombie Nation" in the locker room. Like, like this is like that's something yeah. that like a, a peewee team does because they're just out there having fun. Like these these guys are the best team in the National Hockey League, and then they they beat Tampa, and then they go back into their locker room and they're singing their goal horn. These are these are like <laughs> these are like mid twenties and late thirty year old guys just having a fucking blast. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's freaking awesome and to see it all in real time like to see the culmination of all of this of you know all the questions that they had in the offseason is are Bergeron and Krejci coming back we just fired Cassidy who's the coach and everything that came with Montgomery the questions coming up and they fire the wrong guy and of course Cam Neely doing dumbass shit and to see what's what's been going on what's been perspiring this year it's oh 
It's amazing. Dude, people were talking about trading David Posternock before the season started. Yeah. I think like, Zach said that actually. He did. That's <laughs> the reason number two, he's not on the pod anymore. No Mike, and he wanted to trade Pasta. <laughs> That's it. He's done. He's oh, done. God. I eat. I freaking loved it. And and David Potter, I hope he keeps the mustache after November 30th because the little lip sweater he's gone he's got going on there. No the lip sweater. I, I hope Clifton keeps the handlebar mustache too. I mean, oh, you know, imagine playoffs. Like imagine he just shaves everything else, but he keeps that thing just <laughs> popping out. <laughs> you know, it's gonna look like like Master Splinter from the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> like Jack Sparrow. You can throw some beads in it. Yeah, <laughs> some oh black and gold beads, dude. <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> Connor Clifton with the Jack Sparrow handlebar mustache with the black and gold beads? Oh, and be like down. skating, like chugging down the ice, and the beads are swinging from side yeah. to side. They can as like clack goes, together. The microphone's picking them up as he goes coast to coast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rips it off the post. <laughs> the Connor Clifton special. God damn, dude. <laughs> What a season! I love the Bruins. Jesus what if, what if, you know what? what? We're freaking two months into it. We still got a long way to go. That's what I'm, we we got a long way to go. But also, we we played two months of hockey and we've lost two games. Two games, and, and one of those games, dude, we've we scored five goals. Eighty and two is still a possibility. It really, it, it really <laughs> is. <laughs> it's not. It's really not. But uh, realistically, let me ask you. Yeah. Is a 70 win season in the realm of possibility? Seriously. And 12. They've lost two right now. They've played Listen, 19 games. I'm going to say. Obviously not, but just for the sake of, of conversation, I'm going to say that. I don't know if it's obvious. No, no, not, no. Though. Listen, I think the, the, the hardest. The, I've, <laughs> one thing that's, that's going to keep them from, from just shattering the all-time wins record would be uh probably i think they might they might get some like overtime losses because you know maybe like, they could be like 65 10 and 5 or okay something, that's you know that's fair that's fair that's fair. i remember i remember um oh god it was a couple years ago it might have been like 2018 honestly it could have been the 2019 season and like the Bruins, or maybe honestly, it might have been one of my franchises on NHL. Now that I think about it, but like the, the Bruins were like twenty five. They had like twenty five wins and like seven losses, and it's like, oh, honestly, it might have been the Blackhawks. I don't know. I'm all over the place right now. But either way, the team's record they had like thirty wins and like seven losses, and it was like, holy shit. But then they had like six overtime losses, so it kind of misconstrued the numbers a little bit. But there's no way. There's no way that they're gonna go seventy and twelve. Do you think that they can do that? Maybe like I mean, sixty-eight, sixty-eight, ten, and four. That's doable, I right? Say, I want to say, who the hell is beating this team? First of all, first okay. First of all, regular season, who the hell is beating this team once? Playoff time, who the hell is beating this team four times? <laughs> Nobody, like, come on! The way that they're playing right now, if they just if they keep playing the way that they are, and and nobody, yeah. <laughs> I want the Devils, man. I want to. I can't wait for that oh, first game against. I want to the shut them up. Oh, I feel when, like, I feel when like actually, the... actually, when is the 
first game that we play against New Jersey? It's in De- uh, December 23rd. Ooh, Christmas. Oh. Christmas game. Boy, they don't have any matinees coming up. Oh, they do against Columbus. Yeah, that's that, That's the one I said Bergeron will break the record. Oh, or, what, what or, game or are you... Not break the record, but... What game are you going to? The game against the, the, the Kings? No, I should be going to that. I'm, I I shouldn't say should. I might be going to the um first game against Vegas. So Bruce Cassidy's return uh December fifth. Hopefully, if the if the media credentials uh pass through, hopefully I'll be at that game. Um, do you think they're gonna not... boo him, Cassidy? Yeah. No. 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 Really? Yeah, I don't think so. That's true. I think I think that because of the year that the Bruins are having, it'd be kind of lame to boo him. It would be lame, and he and he didn't do anything to get booed either. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. If, like, think because think about it, the fan base was pissed when they fired him. Yeah, everybody was screaming they fired the wrong guy. I mean, if it was up to me, all three of them would be fired. But yeah. it's not up to me. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I don't think he'll get booed. Um, but uh, yeah, that was it for DM questions. It's kind of a kind of a shorter episode on this one. Um. You know, having it be Thanksgiving and everything. Um, a lot of people are focused on family, which rightfully so. You know, this is the, this is my favorite holiday of the year. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, beats Christmas. 100% you know what? Why don't Christmas. why don't you tell me one thing about this Bruins team and season that you're thankful for? <laughs> I'm thankful for. Patrice Bergeron coming back. Damn it. Come on. Pick something else. (laughs) You know what? I'm thankful for David Krejci coming back. (laughs) There we go. There we go. It feels like the days of old. No, I'm thankful for the emergence of Cliffy Hockey. There we go. God, what's his? Devin Taves? Is that his his first name? Devin? Mm -hmm. He took Quinnipiac to New Heights. With winning yes, a Stanley Cup last year, and Connor Clifton came in and said, "Hang on, buddy, I got it from here." And Quinnipiac is Connor Clifton's school now. That's his. It's, just, his. it's his territory. He owns Quinnipiac. I was just gonna say, is he the king of Quinnipiac hockey right now? He might just be. You're gonna have a hard time taking that away from him with, with that <laughs> handlebar mustache and the way he's been playing. I'm not gonna the disagree. I can't think of anyone else from QU. I mean, oh. Connor, Connor Clifton runs Quinnipiac. Absolutely. Connor, there's Connor Clifton. There's Devin Taves. There's Keith Petrozelli, who we mentioned a few episodes ago in Toronto. Don't know if he's nah. still in their NHL roster, but yeah. Nah. Got milk. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I was thinking of something. But um, I I don't know if you're watching the YouTube video. Look at this plant behind me. It's so dead. Wait, wait. Aim your camera down. Your name is in the way. Like your little name tag thing. Oh my! I thought there was a bowl of candy. It's nope. a plant in there. That's a plant. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, remind me to sh- to send you a picture of my fish. He should be like our new show mascot. Yeah, he should be. Actually, we need to wait, wait, wait. We're gonna workshop a name for the fish right now. Okay. All right. All right. It has to. Re- it has to revolve around the pod. All right. All right. Beans. Um, oh god. <laughs> no. Cliff, com- no beans. Beans. It's- <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> All right, his name is Beans. His name is Beans. All right. All right. All right. Oh my god, for for people who didn't listen to our last episode and for people who don't even know who the hell we are, I was tweeting um <laughs> like under the Bruins. I was tweeting the picture that I made of Blades where I I changed his name to Beans. That picture is like, so funny. People were like, dude, like, what, what the hell is this shit? Like, <laughs> it's like, oh man, no, you gotta go back and listen to episode sixteen or whatever the hell it was. <laughs> Change the name no. to Beans. But the way that the way that he's just kind of standing in the spotlight, <laughs> he's like all alone, looking like Jesus. Like, his arms are out, and it just says Beans, <laughs> Beans with the double zero. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tell me that would be hilarious if if you went, if you like went to get a picture with him, and you like had your arm around him. You're like, all right, yeah, thanks for the picture. And he doesn't talk; he's a mascot. And he turns and walks away, and you just see the back of his jersey says "Beans." Beans. <laughs> it oh. originated right here. Oh, oh my god. god! But hey, you know what? Great episode today. We got we got. Oh, actually, wait, wait, wait. To close out, really quick, right off the hop, I need your gut. Gut, no thinking. I just need your gut answer. Ready? Okay. Panthers game. Win, loss. What's the score? Um, uh, win. They're home, uh, and they beat the shit out of Panthers over this year. Uh, f- f- four to two. Okay. Hurricanes. Uh, oh, sorry. They're not home against Florida. They're away against Florida. I'm an idiot. Either way, still win four to two. Hurricanes. I'm gonna say is a loss. I Ooh. think that I think that might be the one that trips him up. I'm gonna okay. say uh, th- three to two loss. All right, and then Tampa home loss. Really, I'm you think that's gonna be their first back to back loss? I don't think I don't think you're gonna beat Tampa twice in a week. I don't know. I think that's pretty hard. Or eight days, whatever it is. I'm gonna say, you know what? I'm gonna say overtime loss to Tampa four three. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I got a point out of it. But but like to be fair, last time we did this, we both said that the Bruins were going to lose to the Rangers. I think it was, yeah, and they won. So yep. <laughs> um, I hope that they prove me wrong. And go three zero. Oh. Well, hey, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your continuous DMs to the show. They're awesome. They help, um, you know, make the show more fun than it already is. Um, but I want to give a shout out to Black and Gold Productions LLC. Follow them on Twitter at BNG Productions. Follow myself, Mike Sullivan, on Twitter at underscore Mike Sullivan. Follow Nick on Twitter at Nick Melanson underscore. Thank you all for listening. Have a great, safe Thanksgiving, and we will talk to you all next week. Bye. Ready? Wait, hang on. Yeah, yeah. I'm pulling up the box scores. All right. We had what? Flyers, Chicago, and Lightning? Flyers, Chicago, Lightning, yeah. That's crazy. All right, ready? The Bruins are amazing. Yeah, yeah. I'm literally amazing. All right, here we go. What a great time to be a Boston Bruin fan. Let's go. All right.